안녕하세요. Good morning, good morning, my dear brothers and sisters, clergy and ambassador for peace. 안녕하십니까? So happy to hear that our Naokimi National President's birthday. So please congratulate him, and he is really, really working very hard. Today, I'd like to talk about the blessing and eternal life from True Mother's Anthology, Volume 2. Let's study. The blessing and eternal life. Humanity is now facing the challenge of the last days. In this era, the families all over the world are breaking down. Husbands and wives, parents and children are becoming enemies to one another. What is the cause of this tragedy? The cause is a lack of true love. We are ignorant of the most important issue of eternal life. We are ignorant of the spirit world. If we truly understand that we live eternally, we cannot commit a sin against another person, even when temptation presents itself. We cannot live selfishly, even if permitted to do so. On the other hand, if we do not understand the spirit world, we cannot enter the kingdom of God, no matter what our religion. We cannot go to God's ideal world, the place where one invests in a life of true love. On the larger scale, without knowing the meaning of eternal life, we cannot create a true social revolution. If it is not connected to eternal life, a social revolution may make things worse. No one desires that. If it impacts the issue of immorality, or eternal life, we can overcome any kind of challenge in our environment. This is what is so great about religion. It is connected to the question of eternal life. If the concept of eternal life is well laid out, and if we come to believe that it is true, we can lead our sons and daughters and our families. To this day, religions have neither embraced nor encompassed the secular world. As a result, secularism now has a controlling influence on culture. Secularism has overpowered the influence of religion. This happened because religions have been unable to establish a clear concept of eternal life. This is the challenge faced by Christianity. Although people have practiced Christianity faithfully for many centuries, many churches today are confused. In the last days, the more the world changes, the more religious people are caught up in the changes. Even Christianity does not have a clear and logical understanding of eternal life. In short, no one has complete confidence concerning eternal life. In fact, people do not even know with certainty whether or not God exists. When faced with the obstacles and temptations of this world, most people waver. They fall away from their faith and follow the secular way. Yes. Why do, uh, why do families in the world break apart and parents and children become enemies? First, it is because there is not true love in that family. 
natural parent sect. Second, it is because we are ignorant of the most important issue of the eternal life. If we truly understand that we live eternally, we cannot commit a sin against another person, even what temptation presents itself. Therefore, we must first teach about and have our children experience God's existence from an early age. Secondly, we must teach them about the existence and reality of the spiritual world. There are two reasons why today's religion has gradually lost its original mission and declined. First, it is because it cannot teach you with certainty about the existence of God. The second reason is that they do not clearly teach us about the issue of the spiritual world, the reality of the spiritual world. This is because the concept of the eternal life has not been firmly established. If we cannot connect with this uh, issue of the eternal life, family revolution and social revolution are impossible. Religion must do this mission. If the concept of the eternal life is established, no one commits a sin and try to gain eternal life. Today's religion is not confident in teaching modern people the issue of the eternal life. So these day young people don't know if God exists or not. They do not know whether the spiritual world exists or not. If you experience that God exists and that the spiritual world exists, you can give up your life and go beyond any environment. The reason why true parents have endured and endured and endured countless hardships and suffering is because they knew more clearly about the existence of God and the spiritual world than anyone else. That's why we really need to focus on these two things, the existence of God and then about the reality of the spiritual world. Whenever we do any kind of workshop, these are two things also very important. Of course, we need to teach also very clearly identity of the Satan. And the living divine principle, and we are talking about, again, collective sin and individual sin. Recently, I emphasized so much about the collective sin. So, you know, and then I uh, talk about the, the, the responsibility of our collectivity. Okay, let's just start classification of sins. Third is collective sin. This is sin for which a person is responsible as a member of a group. For example, as a consequence of sending Jesus to the cross, the Jewish people were cast into the position to undergo grievous suffering. Fourth is individual sin, which an individual himself commits. Okay, let's study Father's work. <clears throat> The cross of Jesus and the collective responsibility. The cross that Jesus had borne did not end as the cross for 33 years of his whole life. The cross is related with the cross of 2,000 years. The cross that Jesus had borne did not end during his lifetime. But we can know that it is related with an individual, family, tribe, race, nation, and world. That is why when we go this path, we have to bear the cross. Then are the cross or the path that we have to go 
the responsibility limited to only us unificationists. No, it is not. Three billion people have to be true brothers and sisters, true children, and a true family centering on God. Even if it takes 10 years or a hundred years to accomplish it, we shouldn't prolong the collective responsibility that each one of us has to take anymore. We must end it during our lifetime as we join our efforts and reduce the time to do it more, we can remove the historical cross. Yeah, very important guidance from Father. Jesus bore, Jesus bore all the crosses in place of Adam and Eve's mistake 4,000 years ago. And the cross that Jesus had carried, uh, spent 2,000 years throughout history and connect to us today. The cross that Jesus had born did not end during his lifetime, but we can know that it is related with an individual, family, tribe, race, and nation, and the world. And this cross is not a responsibility limited to us, unification church members, but a collective responsibility for all 8 billion people. You need to know that. Yeah? the collective responsibility for all 8 billion people. Therefore, it is not a problem that can be solved by only me being perfected and saved. This is because the concept of the God's salvation is salvation for all mankind. That is total salvation in which no one is left out. Unless there is a total salvation, not, not one of the mankind can escape from the collective responsibility. Until this world is completely restored, we must know that each individual has the collective responsibility to bear the cross. Even if it takes 10 or 100, even 1,000 years. Therefore, our task is to end this collective responsibility in our life, in our time. This cannot be done alone. It cannot be shortened when everyone joins forces and goes out with a collective responsibility. Those who truly live for the sake of others and conscious of this collective responsibility and always worry and devote themselves to the salvation of the whole world. That's why each one of the human beings have a collective responsibility, collective mindset. As long as, you know, without exception, you know, uh, everybody saved, then we can fulfill our collective responsibility. That's why no one left over. Everybody saved. So until everybody saved, I have collective responsibility. I cannot ignore any each one of the human being. No matter that person commits sin or he is, you know, my enemy does not matter. Until completely restore entire world, including spiritual world, I have collective responsibility because he is my brother. She is my sister. God is the same parent of the all mankind. 
we need to be seeing under God. That's why I have collective responsibility. Not just only think about America. America connect to 200 nations in the world. You need to think that. We cannot ignore any each one of the human beings. They are so precious. Why? We are connected collectively. That's why we need to have the collective responsibility. Very important. If you have a collective responsibility, you can love anyone. You can be responsible for anyone. Your sin is my sin. Nation's sin is my sin. The, the, the sin of the world is my sin, my own sin. God's problem is my problem. I am the one who really liberate God, liberate through parents. This kind of collective responsibility comes from the spirit of the living for the sake of others, comes from the filial heart. God, nothing dealing with uh, nothing dealing with humans' sin. Why he suffer? He cannot run away because God is, you know, God is God of the old mankind. He has that kind of collective responsibility. Any human being, because God did not create Adam and Eve, never happened like that. He had to be responsible as the creator. If I did not create Adam and Eve, never happened like that. That's why as the creator, even though human being made a mistake, but he had to be responsible. Then who is responsible for God? Who liberate God? We are the one who have to be responsible. That's why divine principle teaching is really incredible. I love the concept of the total salvation. Nobody left over. Everybody children of God. It does not matter what kind of religion you have. It does not matter what kind of color you have. This is the concept come from the Messiah. Our true parents. No religion emphasizes this matter this much. That's why our movement needs to lead the world. Next. As we more and more sacrifice, we can remove the collective cross as we sacrifice more and more, we can remove the cross of the national level and the universal level. However, when we cannot re reduce the time to do it, this historical cross will remain not only as the practical cross, but also as a future cross. We have to know it clearly. When you witness in the countryside, you are not witnessing alone. As a representative of the entire kingdom of heaven, you are fighting for all families, all brothers and sisters, and all members. When you make a mistake, the cross that God has to bear will remain until you and your whole family, your tribe, your race are restored. God has connected everything, centering on an individual. Therefore, when each of you cannot accomplish the responsibility during your lifetime, it will remain as a problem of the historical cross. You have to know it. Yes, the more we sacrifice for the sake of the whole, the more we can, we, we can uh, get rid of the uh, ethnical and national cross and the global cross. In other words, the more you sacrifice, the more you can fulfill your collective responsibility. 
So when we fail to shorten this collective cross, it will be left to the future descendants. When you witness in the countryside, you are not witnessing alone. You take collective responsibility and go out to the fight on behalf of the entire kingdom of heaven. You fighting for all families, all brothers and sisters, and all our members. However, if you fail to bear the collective cross, the cross that God must carry become more serve, more, more severe, become more severe. So, and that uh, cross become added on and it must be paid by the descendants. That's why, you know, you could not fulfill your portion of responsibility, not much relate to collective, collective responsibility and all your burden and go to Heavenly Father. The Heavenly Father cross become more heavier and heavier. Therefore, when each one of you cannot accomplish the responsibility during your lifetime, it will remain as a problem of the historical cross and will remain as a cross that is weighted on by God. That's why mother said, I want to finish everything within my generation during my lifetime. How much mother have such a strong determination I want to complete everything within my generation while I'm living on the earth. Mother has that kind of determination. She's the one who knows God's suffering. She's the one who knows how much all mankind is suffering because of that. That's why mother really wants to be responsible how to save all mankind as the Messiah. Today's youth ministry uh, bless the family who must receive through parents' heart. Let's study. Bless families who must relieve true parents' heart. True parents came to this earth as the parents of all people and walked a path of sorrow that no one could ever fathom. However, we bless families who claim to follow the will of true parents still cannot bear the heart of true parents. We, student, we still do not know the heart of true parents, so we must reflect on whether we are standing in the same position of spectators who only have the concept and notion of the word while only listening to true parents' word. Although we have received the precious blessing from true parents, we come to realize that we are the object of true parents' concern. True parents do not hold their hand against the secular people who do not know their will. But rather they hold great hand over us who have received the blessing and still did not grow. In fact, aren't blessed families supposed to be responsible for resolving true parents' hand as they grow up? How happy would God be if we, as his children, were able to bear fruit as families of filial piety and liberate true parents. Yes. True parents came to this earth and lived a miserable life only to fulfill God's wishes and release him from his harm. If true parents have resolved God's harm, then who can resolve the harm of true parents? Can the secular world people who do not even know God, Noah, 
the word reserved to the parents of Han? Who among the people of the secular world know of the true parents' sorrow and true parents' harm? If only our blessed family know this, how many of those blessed family would have the filial sons and filial daughters who would know the harm and sorrow of true parents and seek to reserve them? Although we have received the precious, precious blessing from true parents, we should reflect on whether or not we are the object of a true parents' concern. Even if you listen to true parents' word, you are not just only staying with that concept. We are all not still standing in the same position as uh, spectators. True parents do, uh, do not hold their hand against the secular, secular people who do not know the, their will. But will not they hold great harm over us who have received the blessing and still did not grow? In fact, blessed family is supposed to be responsible for resolving true parents' harm as they grow up, right? How happy would God be if we as children were able to bear fruit as families of filial piety liberate true parents? Next. Become a family of filial piety that testifies about true parents. How proud would God be if we became a family of filial piety that all of the people envied, and if we became a family that testifies about true parents to those people. Rather than having all of the people read true parents' autobiography and realize that true parents are great people, if the greatness of true parents is revealed through the lives of our blessed families, what can we be more proud of? We blessed families today should not mistakenly believe that we know true parents just because we know God's will and accepted true parents first. Although, although we came along thanks to the gift of heavenly fortune, we still do not know how sad and unspeakable the course of suffering true parents went through. Although we received the blessing and formed a family, we did not know that the family is our final destination and that through our family, we completely liberate the wish of God and true parents. We did not know that the will of God and true parents depends on the success or failure of our family. Yes. In fact, the value of true parents must be revealed through the lives of our blessed families. If we look at the lives of our blessed families and pray the greatness of the true parents, only then will true parents' harm and true parents' sorrow be completely liberated. God has been waiting for 6,000 years to see such a family. Rather than having all of the people read the true parents' autobiography and realize that true parents are so great, if the greatness of true parents, if, if the, the greatness of true parents is revealed through the lives of our blessed family, what can we be more proud of? Someone advised after reading True Parents' autobiography. 
and someone really admire to see each one of the blessed family. They are such wonderful. How come they become such a wonderful and ideal family? Which one is better? My brothers and sisters, ultimately, we must know that the world is changed through the lives of the shojong of our blessed families. Once again, ultimately, we must know that the world is changed through the lives of the shojong of our blessed families. We have followed the path of the will with the hell of the gift of the heavenly fortune. But we still do not know how sad and unspeakable the cause of suffering true parents went through. Although we received the blessing and form of the family, we did not know that the family is our final destination and that through the, our family, we completely liberate the wish of God and our true parents. Next. There is no way to completely liberate true parents Han unless it is by a blessed family. When we see the second and third generations of blessed families wandering in darkness today, it is because we as blessed families have not been able to educate our children due to the fact that we do not realize how precious our families are. Starting now, we blessed families must realize this and resolve to take responsibility for our families and to raise our children into filial sons and daughters. We must know that this is the path to the liberation and complete freedom of God and true parents. If we do not do this in our families while we are on the earth in our physical bodies, who in the world will do it? We need to know that there is no family anywhere in the world that will liberate and completely free true parents except for blessed families. From now on, we, blessed families, must become families of filial piety who can sympathize with all these things and resolve to relieve true parents' Han from our own families. God's Han was formed in the family. True parents taught us early on that our blessed family was the only way to eradicate and liquidate the wrong lineage of Satan due to the fall, but we never fully realized it. Even now, we should become blessed families who fulfill their responsibilities on this earth while we are alive. Thank you, Heavenly Honey. True parents came to this earth to walk to so hard for humanity and paid countless indemnity conditions in order to give the blessing to our blessed families. We cannot help but feel so sorry for not repaying them properly. The way for us to be indebted to true parents and to repay the grace is to raise our children wonderfully and present them to heaven. But what is the reality of our blessed children today? We cannot raise our heads in front of the true parents because we cause them more concern than good results. How regrettable must God and true parents feel when they see the second and third generation 
precious blessed families wandering without knowing the value of the blessing. That's why my brothers and sisters, starting now, we blessed family must realize this and resolve the take responsibility for our own families and to raise our children into filial sons and filial daughters. Of course, some of them disconnected and the relationship very far from God and to the parents to not give up. Actually, they are so precious. Only one way, just love them, encourage them, rather than blaming and judgment. We need to repent ourselves, including myself. I did not raise up my children properly, you know, st still very far away, according to the standard of the true parents of filial piety. My brothers and sisters. So now we really need to repent. We could not raise up our children beautifully. We could not our, offer our children to God and true parents, even though we receive incredible, yeah, unimaginable blessing from our true parents. So that's why I really concern. How can I revive our second gen and third generation? Even though to not connect the church, I feel that they are still children of God. They are so precious. I really want to make really my determination and resolution for them to come back. That's why I really put my so much in my heart and chunks of every day, especially our young generation. If we do not do this in our families while we are on the earth, in our physical bodies, who in the world will do it? We need to know that there is no family anywhere in the world that will liberate and completely free to the palace except for blessed families. God's hand was formed in the family. True parents taught us early on that our blessed family was the only way to eradicate and liquidate the wrong lineage of the Satan due to the fall. But we never fulfilled, never fully realized that. So we have to be more serious, my brothers and sisters. Now through the morning devotion, I can feel we are creating unity and beautiful heart. We are really coming and joining together. I can go everywhere. Our brothers and sisters are working so hard. Does not matter your age, you are senior or junior. Everybody focus on the witness. I'm so grateful. And everybody also try to read about the divine principle 100 times and 30 times. And now when I see in the Clifton Church, everybody without exception, so much focus on the reading divine principle and witnessing everywhere. If we create that environment continuously, I think we can change America. We can change the world. And then definitely our second generation, third generation will come back. Thank you very much again. Once again, God bless you. Thank you, Dr. Young, for yeah, today's morning devotion. Yesterday, you talked about God's heart and true parents have spent their whole life trying to ease God's sorrowful heart. Uh, but what we can do is realize our responsibility, fulfill our responsibility to ease uh, true parents uh, on as well. So thank you for today's morning devotion. We're going to go on to our learning testimony. And this time it's from the interim pastor of the Georgia Family Church, um, who I believe 
Kimbembi Koko and her spiritual daughter, Dr. Jennifer Talbert, on their inspirations on learning the divine principle together. So I'd like to welcome up Kimbembi and Jennifer. Good morning. Okay. Good morning. Good morning, Dr. Yang. We are not in the same place. So Bembi Koko! <laughs> yeah. Good morning, Dr. Yang. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I have Miss. Uh, Jennifer, Dr. Jennifer Tolbert. And then I want to explain a little bit the history in a few seconds. If Sister Tal can share the slides for us, would be grateful. Yeah, everything started last year in August. Mm -hmm. We have the initiative to start a to have a, a workshop for two days. And then we sensibilize our community to invite people to have this workshop. Because we didn't know how to do it, we invited Dr. Um, Dr. Juanita and Pastor Sap to come to support us. The, um, Sister Linda McKenzie, all of us who share this last to teach. And this is the fruit, uh, Miss Jennifer is the fruit of this workshop. Because after this workshop, we, we see here the, the group discussion here, the group discussion. And then we didn't have everything in this one day workshop. So, but Dr. Jennifer decided to come to study the divine principle. And then she promised she was coming one week, one day a week in person or in Zoom, <laughs> she never missed asking so many, many questions until we finish all the divine principle. And then she started to follow the morning devotion now, I think almost like two months now. So I want to present her today to give a testimony. Wow. But she understand, yeah. Wow, 24, yeah. wow. All <laughs> the <Those> pictures. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is the day uh, we, we yeah, the sister in the middle, Sister Esther, for, to bring some correction. She's yeah. invited by this sister, Sister Tumba, Esther yeah. Tumba. And then the another lady, Miss Bob, she finished also all the divine principle. There are four people finished in this workshop of two days we have in the beginning. Mm -hmm. So uh, Dr. Jennifer is one of the fruits, so. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Well, good morning, Dr. Young, wow. brothers and sisters. I am truly, truly grateful um, to be here this morning and just wanna first give my gratitude um, to Pastor Luke. I think I saw him on here. Um, and the Atlanta Unification family who has welcomed me and demonstrated true love. You know, if anyone would ask me, what is your definition of true love? <laughs> I would go sit them amongst this group of people because I've never experienced a group like this before. Um, it's through them um, living out the divine principle that has truly changed my life. I'm um, like Mama Coco said, I um, attended the workshop um, that I think it was a one day workshop and it just left me craving just wanting just more answers like she said I asked many 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 questions um in the middle of the day I would text her what does this mean and can you explain that to me and she never ever 
once said that she didn't have time. She stopped what she was doing to answer the questions. Even Esther um, would answer the questions via text, via phone call. But um, it gave me a thirst that um, led to us having many Zoom meetings. I would get off work in the afternoons. Uh, we would meet sometime 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night on Zoom. Um, <laughs> in the evenings, getting off work, I live about an hour away from them. And I would drive. I would drive to them because my thirst was being quenched. So I had a lot of questions. Um, so like Mama Coco said, I've been studying for a little less than a year and attending morning devotions. And then once I really started understanding like the fall of man, it was like a light bulb went off. Um, to me, it confirmed like this missing piece that I had always had in my life, which was true family, true family. And so it was like, oh, my thirst is being quenched. Okay, I'm getting the answers. <laughs> and so growing up, you know, um, I was going to church. I always had a lot of questions. You know, we would read the Bible, but nobody could really answer my questions to my satisfaction. And so I always had this deep desire. I would travel and study with different groups because I wanted to know um, a, a deeper meaning. Um, and I wanted to know, you know, you talk about God, you talk about Jesus, but everything just seemed so far-fetched to me. Like I couldn't grasp it. It was like out of my reach. And I wanted to know, like, what was the true reason for them being kicked out of the garden? Is this a metaphor? Can somebody tell me what is this big secret? What is what's going on? <laughs> wow. So long before studying the divine principle, like I said, I had this yearning for like a true family. And I knew like this type of love, this unconditional love. I knew it was out there somewhere. And so now that I've been studying with them, I understand um, the importance of family. That's where the yearning for family yes. has always been in my life. Mm -hmm. And it was something I was longing for. So now that I know like who Jesus really is, mm -hmm. and I believe that, you know, Father Moon met him in that spiritual realm and received these instructions from him to restore his kingdom, like the true family. Wow. And I understand now that Jesus was a physical man, just mm -hmm. like me. <laughs> you know, this was like, ah, like mind blowing. Mm -hmm. um, and that he paid such a price, just like Father Moon did, you know, so we could re he could restore this kingdom. Um, I've learned that... Um, like in listening to the prayers, like God is somebody, I, he's my parent, mm -hmm. my heavenly parent. I can just talk to him like I'm having a conversation. You're right. I never, I never thought, yeah. I never thought that I could do that before. Wow. And so because I didn't have all of these answers, I used to just isolate myself in which I learned during morning devotion. Isolation isn't good for anyone. We have to be around others. We have oh, to learn. Wow. And I have also learned that no matter what stage I'm in in life, it's never, it's never um, too late. Love doesn't have an age. Love never expires. Yeah. And I, think I heard that from yesterday. Right. <laughs> <Not> too, <laughs> I, think I heard that in yesterday as well. So um, even now, my interactions with people are just much different. They are so much different. So I'm being just taught life just mm -hmm. all over again. I have a 13-year-old daughter, and I'm able to raise her and teach her on these principles. Mm -hmm. And I can truly say, I was telling um, Sister Flora in our gratitude group this morning that uh, I have learned this. I know that my life is like 75% different. Like I can see life. Yeah. Differently. And so this past weekend, I was with um, Mama Coco 
and we were watching, was it the Women's Federation for World Peace, I think? If I'm wrong, correct me uh, for the acronym. Women's Federation for World Peace, yeah. Okay, so I was like, wait, how can I be a part of this? I, I want to be a part. I was so excited. <laughs> I was so excited. So yeah, I just wanted to just share my gratitude. I'm very thankful um, for just this stage in life, you know, with having a young daughter. I was like, wow, I'm learning this at the right time. You know, that can change the course of my life mm. and hers as well. So I, I'm, uh, I'm just really grateful. Um, uh, just thank you guys for um, this new truth that I have learned and to know that I'm not alone when I listen to the testimonies. And yeah. I was like, yeah, I feel like that too. So it has become real to me. <laughs> and so I know I have a lot of studying to finish doing. I have a lot of questions, Mama Coco. <laughs> but I am truly grateful. I, this has been life-changing. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Jenny, for so much for your really beautiful testimony. I am so inspired to hear your beautiful testimony. And also, thank you so much, Kim Bambi Coco, not Coca-Cola. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. Yellow, Young. Yellow you. clothes is so beautiful. Thank you, Kim Bambi. Thank you, Dr. Young. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah, thank you, Mama Coco and Dr. Tolbert for sharing with us your inspirations. They're inspiring here. Uh, what it is to learn from divine principles, we're all learning every day.